Hello and welcome back to Boys Lunch. Welcome to my basement, Paul. Casa Cabeza. Wow, that had a good ring. Yeah. You sounded like a native speaker too. I've been working on that all day. Is it Casa de Besa? Yeah. No. Ooh, that sounds nice. Casa de Besa? Casa de Besa. <laughs> Is this the basement? Is well, you, you took out uh, <laughs> Casa, Casa Cabeza. Casa de Cabeza. Would that be? No, no, people don't want to no, hear all right, running back. Happy uh, August to all. Happy new school year. Happy feast day to Deacon Lawrence. There you go. Saint. Well, dead <laughs> air already. Happy uh, feast day to the Lawrence family. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, we are two Catholic teachers talking about life. Uh-huh. Have you already introduced us? I said boys lunch, but I didn't say boys that. lunch. Uh, yeah. That's Joey. This is Paul. You can always email us at boyslunch1 at gmail.com. Is Joey going to hurry up <laughs> no. and check the email right now? No, he is not. I wasn't going to do it. He is not going to do you it. You called me out. Um, Probably have to do like a two step verification. <laughs> you can pull out a, <laughs> an old laptop and a cell phone to <laughs> log in, verify. Um, we are in the midst of the last week of summer. And if you looked at the faces of both Joey and I, you would see that the end is near and it is weighing on us heavily. But we're excited for the new school year. I know as we've talked about, we have the house system that is being implemented this year. Um, Both Joey and I were at the retreat last weekend that we held with all the senior leaders, and it went super well. We are very excited for this new school year. We have so many great senior leaders. And um, yeah, it was just really a, a fruitful um experience i hesitate because there's a smile on joey's face <laughs> i just like realized that i didn't listen to anything you said because <laughs> i was reading the email exactly. not because i don't care but yeah really excited for the houses and the retreat was great oh yeah that was great it was awesome um, we'll toast you that day but that you know are we gonna be agile when there's adversity absolutely and <laughs> yes we are yes we are and uh, yeah, just want to thank Chris McGraw for dragging me into a three-on-three basketball game with uh, some of the senior boys in 100-degree weather and 100% humidity. That was one of those moments where, like, Paul, you know, sometimes you just got to be like, I'm not cool enough for this. That's why I brought a backup, backup <laughs> set of clothes. Yeah. Uh, it was also one of those things where Chris and I both acknowledged that we said to each other at the beginning that we weren't going to push it. But then <laughs> each time there was a possession change, you could see, like, the oh, the old, the old guys are, yeah. <laughs> all right. Old guys are feeling it a little bit. There's like one point where I, I drove into the lane and like got airborne. And then you realize like, you know, like a professional or even a high school basketball player probably can stay in the air long enough to make something out of this. <laughs> I was just like, I just chucked the ball behind me. Somebody got it. Cause I was like, I'm not I can't, going anywhere. We're not going anywhere with this. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. Some good kids there. Good discussions. Good laughs. Yeah. A lot of a lot of uh, teachers came by. It was a lot of fun to see some of our colleagues and work with them. Yeah, it's fun. Everyone's pitching in, you know. Absolutely. And as the year winds down, we're all, all hands on deck. <laughs> you know what? You know what that needed? Just one more, <laughs> one more metaphor. As the years winded down, what? What were you saying? <laughs> as the summer winds down, you know, we're trying to cram in as much as possible, maximize our summertime, hold on. All hands on deck. (laughs) All hands on deck. Uh, Speaking of deck hands, slight transition, went to the ocean, the Atlantic Ocean to be specific, with my daughters in, uh, (laughs) yeah, it's like, who who says that? Deck hands. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. Right? See? Deck hands? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boat? In a boat. Yeah. Yeah. Boats are in water. 
Yeah, you went to the ocean. So, <laughs> so uh, my family uh, went to Myrtle Beach. So this is our first, I think, we've gone to St. Louis. The good old trips, Atlantic. But we, uh, yeah, we took a big family vacation, just the four of us. Uh, it was incredible, I will say. Um, well planned out by Mary. Uh, three full days there. And um, the first day rained, but in the evening there was kind of kind of a break in the rain and we took the girls down to the ocean and we were not in our swimsuits or anything and the girls just lost their minds <laughs> and just like it was so fun to see them just take it all in and then get are you kidding me it just keeps going <laughs> I know, right? and there's just like they're dipping their toes in you know they're it's just so fun to even just to see the waves come up and go right. down like that's just they yeah. just were yeah gosh they were just and by, the, by the end of it they were the atlantic the atlantic she was, she? she was beautiful okay I mean, sweet, sweet whispers of the waves yeah. crashing. It was it was beautiful. Gosh, you should have written some poetry out there. I thought about it. Okay. I did go and walk the beach by myself one morning. Wow. It was very, it was How'd you beautiful. feel? I was a little bit more po- It was There were more people there than I thought. Oh. So I was just like... <laughs> <laughs> like walking past this couple, like laying on the sand, holding hands, watching the sunrise. <laughs> I was like, hey. <laughs> oh. Did you try to run or did you just walk? Uh, no, I just walked. Okay. Fine. That's yeah. okay. These knees, you know, they, <laughs> they can't handle the sand. <laughs> but uh, yeah, awesome. that first day, the girls were absolutely soaked by the end of it. It's like, honey, we're just going to be here for like five minutes. We just want you guys to see it. And they're just like playing like up to their necks in water. That's one of those moments as a parent, you're like, just let them do it. Yes. Like, don't worry. Let them be. Yeah. Let them enjoy that. That's awesome. Cool. Did you guys get shells? Oh, did we get shells? Sally was hilarious. She's She walked the lengths of the, of the beach for as long as we let her collecting like pristine shells oh nice sienna <laughs> just picking up shards of giant <laughs> like shells she probably had maybe two pristine shells and like just 45 shards of shells it's someone like could murder people with. right <laughs> yeah. seriously um it's like honey what are your plans with these <laughs> mommy daddy love you you know so <laughs> But uh, yeah, so they made some shell necklaces when I got home. Did you get nervous of them in the ocean at all? Um, like they're both like getting pretty good at swimming yeah, and stuff. Sienna, but like, Sienna can swim pretty well. Sienna's still working on that. But it's a little I more daunting being think, in the ocean than a pool. Obviously, right. Sienna kept getting like losing her balance, and the waves would crash over her. Yeah. And so it took probably a, the first hour for me to be like, okay, like she's yeah the waves aren't coming out how she's like handling it yeah and so like i was able to actually sit down the second day and watch them yeah did you get any airbrush shirts it's funny that you mentioned that (laughs) no no (laughs) you did no we didn't uh but we did get did you really go to myrtle beach (laughs) it's so funny though because we did go into the one of those shirt shops and (laughs) was the front of it a shark's head that you had to walk through (laughs) there were so many of those you just hear from the back seat the girls shark's head shark's head they're like pointing out <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's so funny uh but we did get like some cheesy cartoon like shirts for the girls that they love so. nice but did they, you guys go putt putt golf no there's about 80 of them but right? i had no idea so you've been to how about, many there were is this like a beach thing or is it like just myrtle beach where there were probably I guess f- a lot of them yeah. 15 yeah just within north of myrtle beach and myrtle beach i was always anxious of like picking the right one 
plastic. Is this, you know, you have that regret. You're looking across the street. You're like, well, that <laughs> one has a crashed plane on it. <laughs> you're like, oh, that one looks awesome. So we had a pirate one. There was a volcano one. There's one that takes has a train that takes you to the top that you work your oh, way down. Yeah. Uh, we didn't do those. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think the girls, we did the State Farm putt-putt, or we did uh, yeah. one by Pheasant Lanes as well. Girls aren't quite into it enough oh, for okay. me to be like, but we had an absolute blast. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's been good. That's cool. All right. Well, <laughs> we had a pretty eventful July, I feel like. It was good. And now we're just ready for that school year. Absolutely. I forgot to mention, shout out to Jeremy and his family. We went camping on the 4th of July. <laughs> Late Check my watch. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Jeremy, for that. He took care of most of the prep work. He's a big camper. Did you show up and like every tent was already pitched and... Yeah, and he's like, oh, you, you can actually just use this tent right here. I was like, oh, sweet. Because you're like <laughs> trying to get yours just yeah, out of the Dave, box. Dave Schmidt uh, had an awesome like mattress pad, and he was leaving that night. So he's like, you guys can just sleep on my mattress. And we're like, oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah. We were worked prepared. Out really well. Uh, we went to go see uh, Paramore. That mm. was sweet. So Sella's um, brother, Miguel, our listener, thank you, uh, got us tickets back uh, for Christmas. So it's been this long anticipation and it was well worth it. It was sweet. Um, got to spend the night with him and his girlfriend, Jessica. Shout out Jessica. But they just brought the house down. Is Jessica an avid listener? I don't know. She listened at one point. And uh, we have 126 followers on Spotify. So <laughs> she might be one of those. <laughs> Not crazy. Way, either way, Jessica, we appreciate you. Um, yeah, just shout out. That was a moment of appreciation. Now, if I look at the plays, we're not getting that many plays, but we have 126 followers just on Spotify alone. Isn't that pretty cool? That is pretty cool. Proud of us. We did it. We've done it. And this is episode 87, maybe. What are we I did do? look at this year. We have not posted that much this year. We have maybe like eight episodes <laughs> for the entire For the entire year? Something like that. Oh, geez. We're never going to get to 100. Hey, email uh, your ideas for what we're going to do on our 100th episode. We have 12. Oh, okay. Hey, 12 episodes. We're doing great. And we have a doozy one today. Doozy for you. I uh, got some good feedback from the Aiden uh, interview. So hopefully you guys enjoyed hearing from Aiden. Yeah, I was anxious on how, I mean, obviously we love Aiden. But, uh, we, yeah, we, but not everybody knows Everything him. he says we love. But like, you know, we had some inside jokes and chop, chop, full, full. We had some yeah. different things where I was like, I wonder how like the wider audience, but Mary loved it. Yeah. Aiden, my wife loves you. Yeah. Aiden sent me a message saying that um, Dr. Whelan and his wife listened to it as well. Yes. Yeah. We and, got the uh, Whelans? Yeah. Addie Waite uh, listened to it and then posted it, I think, on like her story or something yes. for people to listen to. So, yeah. That's that's the spreading of the podcast we've been wanting. Yeah. We just had Thank to get you. Aiden. Someone younger. He's speaking on behalf of his generation, and the generation yeah. has responded. We yeah. appreciate that. All right. <laughs> you know, uh, we were rocking and rolling about a month and a half ago. I think we were really getting into a place spiritually where we were feeling rejuvenated and refreshed mm -hmm. and intimidated by like the task that was coming towards us. Yeah. As we were both diving into some of the spirituality of um, St. Teresa of Avila, St. John of the Cross. Powerhouses. Yeah, we've mentioned them before on the podcast, but um, just great spiritual mystic saints from the 1500s. Uh, so kind of during the, the time of the Reformation, but they just contributed so much language of prayer and how to grow in that relationship. 
and like challenged people to not settle with what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that was like, I, I think this has been a, a month or so since we kind of first digested that where we've been trying to implement a lot more of that within mm-hmm. our prayer. And I have to say like that we weren't praying before. We didn't care about this stuff before, but like it's one of those things in life. Like if you needed glasses and you put them on for the first time, like, oh my gosh, like look what I've been missing. Right. It's not that like I haven't been seeing my whole life. Mm-hmm. It's not like I haven't been trying to <laughs> like, take things in, but it, it's amazing what some more clarity can do for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, um, for me, it's just been a really affirming summer because I've just kind of gotten tastes. I mean, I still have so long to go, um, but just tastes of like what prayer could be mm-hmm. and perhaps from the words of the saints should be um, that, that um, yeah, I just had not experienced before. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with my disposition and approach or, or uh, several different things. Um, and it's just been, yeah, I think this is a good time for us to kind of sit and reflect on like what that, what that journey has looked like for us. And, um, yeah, maybe listeners can take something away from this about, uh, how to approach their own prayer life and try to give some of this a shot themselves. Yeah. I think we've been really excited to do this. We have to keep putting it off. I feel like every week we like, we get like jazzed up to do it and it just hasn't happened. So hopefully it comes together. Um, it makes some type of sense. Uh, I think, we kind of want this to be like a mixture of maybe a little helpful guidance and a little bit of like sharing of our own experiences so far. Mm-hmm. And when I was kind of writing down some thoughts, I called this a contemplation or infused prayer. And those are two terms that are very like, what would you say? Technical, uh, technical, but more like you'll see it a lot within writings on prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, that is like kind of the focus or some of that end goal. And I think most of us, when I start, it's a lot more they call vocal prayer or meditation. So it's you kind of maybe using a lot of your words, using some written prayers or memorized prayers that you have, or maybe just like sharing kind of what's going on with your life or reading some of the Gospels. And I think we've, we've kind of encouraged yeah. people in that before. And I think that's a great place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, but what a lot of that is leading to is this idea of contemplation, uh, allowing kind of God to take over. And that's always seemed very abstract to me. Like, what does that mean? Obviously, I'm not in control of that, so that's very hard for me to practically try to do. Yeah. How do I get to a place where I'm not doing stuff, but I don't know. It just seems like before when I've tried, you're just kind of sitting there. Mm-hmm. That's very hard to do. So it's kind of this idea of infused prayer, meaning God is, is giving this prayer, this grace to you. Right. How am I supposed to get anything out of this if I'm not doing anything? Right. Because like I think for me, the shift is my entire, I don't know my religious experience has been so much study, reading, mm-hmm. teaching that my approach has always been like, I'm going to consume and by consuming, I'm going to get knowledge yeah. and I'm going to get knowledge. I'm going to get to know Christ better. And by knowing Christ better, like I'll just, I'll be better. Mm-hmm. Like I'll get more because I know more, which in some sense is true, but that's not necessarily how you come to know him. At least as um, many of the saints have talked about with this contemplative prayer, it's, it's not so much like I'm going to consume all that I can and get what I can and milk God for all he's worth, if you will, um, and try to get that grace myself. It's something that's freely given yeah, and it's something that needs to be received. So your disposition needed to change. Mine needed to be changed. Yeah, And I've shared that experience before where I feel like I have a hard time praying sometimes because I'm always using it as a means to plan for class mm-hmm. um, or like I allow the stresses of the day to seep in and then it's like a self-help thing. And that's something I kind of had to get away from the summer was a good time to kind of yeah. take a step back um, and try to 
change my approach. Yeah. I think like you said, it is a disposition. And it's funny because it, I'm saying we're not really doing it, but you are, you, you do have to do things. Like, I think it's because it, it comes from this genuine desire to love God the way he deserves mm-hmm. and to like actually want to change things about your life because you actually feel like you want to do it. You want to help people. You want to love God in the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of things just kind of coinciding my, my reading, my prayer, my thoughts, my worries, whatever. And, um, some of it was a kind of, uh, some writings from a guy named, uh, his last name is Merikakis. So I'm just going to call him that. But he said that the prerequisite attitude for becoming an earnest, a disciple of Christ. So what you need to kind of build up within your life, this attitude, this disposition, if you want to be a disciple, a learner, a follower of Christ, he says, is the willingness to abandon the old, what is behind us and begin to desire to be created again by the power of God's Holy Spirit. I think that's a much better way maybe than I was trying to explain before contemplation, because we do need to actually abandon the old and try to become new. And it's through God's power, mm-hmm. like allowing God to transform us, being receptive and open and allowing him to push us and move us in certain ways. And like trusting that God will give us what we need when mm-hmm. we need it. And I think that's kind of that process. Um, believing that God will transform and enlighten us, um, that his own glorious destiny is ours too. If we were trying to become Christ-like and we are this, these co-heirs, these sons who will receive this inheritance, these daughters that receive this, like we've already seen this example in the Blessed Mother, where she was assumed into heaven, body and soul, and taken um, into this great love and, and compassion of God, filled with grace. Like that is our end goal. Mm-hmm. We've seen this happen, and trusting that God has that plan for us too, this path and this destiny. Because you're right when you said that you still have to do things, right? You you've said here disciplined, intentional, and dedicated, right? You've you still have to set us part of time. You need to be intentional about that time and you need to be consistent uh, with that time. You need to give the time to God. You need to do something. You need to place yourself before God, have this open disposition to receive. And and that takes dedication on our part, right? To make it a priority, to Mm -hmm. make it happen every day and to approach it with the right mindset. Um, But it is this, even though you've placed yourself there, right? I've had this image of this heart speaking to heart, this where maybe I've read a little bit of scripture that day. Um, and then I've just rested. Right. And I just, my heart is there resting with the Lord. And then it's just two people trying to commune and spend time together. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and multiple times has, I has this, um, this, ex- this feeling of exchange, this, this, um, this just affirming love has been felt because it's, I, I equate it to like when, like I know my wife very well, some of the ways in you get to know them is by just spending that time together and just receiving and seeing them for who they are and receiving um, just that, that affirmation just in their presence. And like I draw, I, my love continues to grow for my wife every year because of the time that we spend together, mm-hmm. the, the things that we go through together, the moments we share together. It's not just be, not just the things we do for each other, more importantly, it's the fact that we rest together in unison. Um, you can't really pinpoint those moments of like, I did this and that happened. And like, right. It is more of a shared lived experience of that mutual trust and love. Exactly. Yeah. And that trust, which you spoke to, that, that the Lord will provide yeah. in this prayer. Um, and so it's, yeah, that image of just the two of us resting together yeah. and me just waiting, but with like this yearning, I want to receive, I desire to receive. There's a, there's an expectation of a, 
a child who expects things from their their father not like out of like grasping and taking but mm-hmm. like because you know dad loves you mm-hmm. and i i, I want to use the the analogy that saint Teresa uses of water yeah. because i think in our meditation you're still getting a lot of great graces when you like meditate upon the words of scripture when you meditate upon different things within your life and you're doing a lot of the work and trying to get to the bottom of your dysfunction and all these things like that still brings a lot of great grace and she talks about how that's kind of like going to the, to a well to fill up a bucket to get that water. Um, and she says the garden of the soul can be watered in several manners. Did you want to go through those or do you want me to? I go for yeah. it. Okay. So basically our soul, our garden, whatever, can be watered in different ways. You can either draw the water up from a well using a bucket, but that entails a great deal of human effort. And you get kind of a smaller yield. And actually, I was listening to a podcast. Some guys were talking about this. And they, they said that a lot of times... We'll do it, but we won't even drink of the water or use it. Mm-hmm. Like we've done so much work to get that grace, but then we're not even like enjoying and using it. And I feel like that's like a lot of, especially American Christian attitude. Like you're saying, like, if I want to get to the top of my job, it's like buckle down, learn, consume, take. I think a lot of times, sometimes in that meditation, our, as Christians, we just, I'm going to like muscle that up the well and I'm going to get the water and go throw it on something. But like, we're not like resting and enjoying that grace. Did, did that make sense? Yeah, I think that's a great point. And I think, that's something I've come to realize this summer is I did a lot of things. Like I, I've done literally the hours I've prayed daily rosaries. I've done all these things, but my approach was such that it's like, I do this because this is what needs to get done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is how I'm going to grow in holiness. Yeah. And it's like, it is that kind of thing where like I put in the effort, uh-huh. like I've always gotten up early. Uh-huh. Right. But sometimes it's been a greater priority than others. Sometimes I've had, like, I've been bitter about it. I've enjoyed it. Like there's, I was all over the board and a lot of it was just like, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. I should get this. And I haven't rested and enjoyed with that grace. Yeah, yeah. you're absolutely right. Basically, it's a, it's not as efficient as it could be. And it doesn't yield the harvest that it could. Right. And so, that, that made me think of St. Therese when she's like looking at the ladder to climb up to heaven. She's like, why would I do that? I'm just going to get an elevator. Like, <laughs> I'm going to trust that God's going to take care of me. And I'm going to have this like intense love and childlike faith in God. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically you can draw it up from a well, or you can to cranking a water wheel and having the water run through an aqueduct It involves less, less exertion yields more water or the water could enter the garden, um, by a river or a stream. Obviously that entails a lot less effort and you get a lot more, but the last one, they talk about a gentle, but abundant rainfall that the Lord himself waters the garden. The soul does no work at all. And this is kind of that transforming union. Um, that you'll see a lot within John of the Cross and Teresa of Avila, these heights of contemplative prayer, these heights of infused prayer, which then when I heard that image, it's like, why would I not want that? Mm-hmm. The garden of my soul to be able to sit there and get this gentle but abundant rainfall from the Lord. And these blessings, I think, aren't always consolations. I guess that rainfall that gives us what we need to get through. And sometimes maybe that is that suffering and sacrifice or building in some kind of way. Or maybe it's some of those days where you show up and you sit there for those 20 minutes and nothing really is happening. You don't necessarily even feel that heart to heart like you're mm-hmm. saying. And that's been some of my days. Yeah. But I know the time was worth it. And I feel better afterwards because of that. And it, but it's a different feeling better. It's not like that. Yeah. Wow, I did such a good job. Like that was a cool scripture passage I found. Yeah. You know, like that's like almost like a pat on the back affirmation of like, Joey, you did a good job finding that cool scripture. <laughs> you know, yeah. like there's a different type of affirmation afterwards mm-hmm. of, what I did mattered and it meant a lot and I want to expand my soul and I want to like humbly say that I can't just come here and try to convince you God what you need to do for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And I think um, those affirmations are there to give us that foretaste. Um, 
but also they're yeah yeah they can't be there every time they're not meant to be then it's like yeah you're looking for you're getting a treat from <laughs> right or like it's like i put in the quarter the kitty comes out yeah. like i feel better we'll all feel better you know it's meant to be there to um for me it's those moments where it's like yeah i've had those hours where it's like i didn't feel necessarily like anything happened but what i'll notice is either a couple of things one is like just how i deal with and we can talk about this like what flows forth from this another yeah. podcast, but I can tell by my disposition and how I approach my daughters mm-hmm. um, or, or um, as a husband or just like the thing, the curveballs that maybe a day's throw at you and how I react to that. You know, I can tell that there's like a growth, a growth in virtue. Mm-hmm. The other thing is amidst the chaos of a day, I can feel a yearning to draw back to that. Yeah, absolutely. Where it's like, um, I find myself listening to stuff less in the in the car, and trying to and, or trying to find a quiet moment mm-hmm. to make this not just a morning thing, but like right. a, it's almost yeah, like like you know I go away on retreat and I miss my wife. Like it's only it's like less than forty eight hours, but there's yeah. like something missing uh-huh. that I wish to draw back to. Someone missing, right? The example, of my wife. But in this case, it is just this idea of like, I want to rest with you, Lord. Yeah. And while it is not possible now because of the demands of my vocation in the day, I desire that, and I think that's that's that shift in disposition where yeah. it's like, um, I punch my card in the morning. It should take care of the rest of the day. I'll see you the next. It's yeah. a, it's a perpetual like, almost this relationship of this. I don't know. Again, I go presence. There's you feel the indwelling Trinity within you. And I think that's why that heart to heart thing is, has been something that stayed with me throughout Mm -hmm. the prayer. It's like, even amidst everything, like I can like my, I know in my heart that I yearn to be and rest and commune with the divine, with the triune God. Um, And it's there. Yeah. When we talk about the the fire of God's love, it has a good image because it does feel like, even if it's a lower flame, it feels like there's this fire within you Mm -hmm. that is giving warmth and drawing you to it. For sure. Right. And it's something too, that's um, like, once you've had a taste of it, it helps you with your faith, your faith grows. You you have this more, this quieter confidence, this greater hope. And it's like, it's not like, um, you know, it's not like a straight shot up mm-hmm. um, trying to think exponential, right. Growth, right. You have rough days. You have prayer where it's like, I can only get in 20 minutes, but it's like, it sustains you because you know, it's you've experienced it. It's there and you still draw forth from it. Even yeah. if it's not, I've had rough days of it. And then it's like making me want to go back and figure that out within that context. Right. But I think those two, there's two great points in there that you made that I've really been uh, feeling is that I've, I've felt drawn back more throughout the day where I want to go and revisit. And it's, I've been lucky to having a, a one-year-old, like some of those nap times where I maybe trying to rock her in the middle of the day back to sleep. Like it's been such a great thing of like, I have this time again with you. Like there's this little break mm-hmm. within my day that I get to be, uh, but I think, like you said, when I've left in the morning or in the afternoon or whatever, even if I I don't hear anything, I don't feel anything necessarily. There's not like some kind of inspiration, but I think what I've been doing is I, I try to spend some of that first time just relating everything to God. Like, this is what's on my heart. This is what's going on. And now I trust that you can lead me in some way. And just sitting there, like trying to mm-hmm. allow him to do his work. And if I don't really feel it in that moment, I definitely feel something later that day. Because like you said, I I felt a greater capacity to love, mm-hmm. a greater patience, greater humility. And it's not always perfect, but my my conscience is just a lot more heightened. I think I'm a lot more reflective and willing to change in the moment. Um, 
And that's like a, the saints, they talk about that is that the people that are receiving this, sometimes they don't even know they're receiving some of this infused mm-hmm. prayer. And the greatest sign of it is that like, you're actually doing these charitable things and not in a way where you're checking off your boxes, like you said, a punch card, but like you're, you're generally wanting to be someone of, of humility, love, patience, self-control, whatever is like flowing from you. Mm-hmm. That is that infused grace that's coming in. And I think, um, I'm trying to think of like a listener who's trying to piece this together. Um, <laughs> Dude, he gets tired. Like, how do you get from vocal to here? I think we, we've done a good job with that. But I think the beauty is that um, use the, you talked about like the, the image of the clay or spiritual writers have as well. This like you're being formed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the Lord takes like, he takes what I've studied. He takes my interest. He takes um the psalms from the office that i've prayed the scripture that i sat with right he takes that and then it's like we still desire to learn more about um about god and to to study and to to pray with scripture but it's like it's so important and i think i really had to convince myself that like i don't need to be doing something for the full 45 minutes or an mm-hmm. hour right to ensure that at least the last 10 minutes and hopefully longer like ideally right you're trying to find those moments of like okay like yeah i've i'm in a prayerful spirit now i've i've rested with the word of god or um or like maybe i've prayed the office or i've said a decade of the rosy but like now i'm just going to rest mm-hmm. and like i had to it's that confidence and that trust that like God will give mm-hmm. that I think I never quite got. Yeah. It's like, Oh, like it, it should be coming quicker. Cause I'm doing so much. Yeah. Um, but you say that I'm nailing these devotions. Yeah. Like right. I said, I've, I've gotten so much wisdom from these Psalms. And I think that was such a great point. Cause I think God is still using those things. Like that wasn't just a waste. Mm-hmm. Your interest in personality isn't a waste. <laughs> like right. that's not what you're supposed to be giving away or anything. I think that all leads to a greater understanding of, and God will give in that way. Yeah. If you'd like, you know, catechism in the year, Father Mike Schmitz, you take that, you can rest with that. You like yeah. to listen to music. If that gets you in a prayerful space, like there's still things like uh, priests, you know, holy people who do a uh, holy hour every day. There's still a portion of that hour mm-hmm. for most that there's something that they're doing that's feeding them. And then contemplation is also a part of it. Yeah. Now, the, now there are some spiritual powerhouses out there that it, yeah, can just <laughs> like, they, there's like, they're, but they're doing stuff throughout their day. But when yeah. they come to sit and rest and pray, they do just con- they they re- enter into it for a yeah. full hour of silence, mm-hmm. and yeah, you work towards that. But yeah, I like this. Um, we find him deep within ourselves. In this kind of entering within is is the opposite of introspection. I think that's what I've struggled with a lot of my prayer life is a lot more introspective, more like ego driven. Mm-hmm. Let me just figure out myself and like turn inward and think. Um, it says it's the opposite of just introspection. It's turning inward toward the Supreme Other who's dwelling within us. And this is from Maricacus again. He says, whenever we come together to listen to the word of God, what we are seeking is not just mental information. It's not moral instruction or even sentimental influence that makes us feel the presence or goodness of God. Is when you go and you seek that, um, you're not looking for mental information. I'm going to say it again because I think it's important. Like, yeah. Not just learning things, not just moral instruction of like, Basically, like how, how I'm living my life, whatever. You're not just looking for those sentimental feelings that make us feel his presence. And like that's what I've been seeking my whole life in prayer, those <laughs> yeah. three things pretty yeah. much. I yeah. want to learn things. I want to know how some actions I should be doing. I want to feel your presence, God. 
Yeah, I've sat with that line a lot. It he is. says, what we seek with all of our soul is the possibility of opening ourselves up in prayer to God's transforming action. Whether we are fully conscious of it or not, we desire a change of life, conversion from what we presently are to a more precise embodiment of the likeness of Christ. And this is why the life of contemplation is the boldest and most adventurous of undertakings. What could be more radical, more truly earth-shattering than the willingness to be dismantled and created anew? Not once or twice in a lifetime, but day after day. And that was like, as I was just like, Teresa, John, like, where do I go with this? I think that language helped me understand mm-hmm. some kind of path. It is that approaching every day of, help me be torn down a little bit and created anew and trust in your transforming action to do that. Not just coming with my own agenda of, God, here's how this prayer is going to go. Here's how this conversation is going to go. Mm-hmm. It's that day to day, not once or twice in a lifetime, but being that willingness to change. I, I, I just, that's, that's been a lot of my prayer and thought the last month and a half. Yeah. Hey, I use that imagery of the, um, being torn down. It's not something that you're doing. It's, I, it's not a workout routine, right? Yeah. It's, it's not something like I've just seen it as so transactional, mm-hmm. right? Like, like I've said over and over again. And I, and I think just this idea that like, yes, God, I open my heart to you. I look, I look for you. I desire to rest with you. I, I, I truly believe that you, you, um, the triune God is here within me. Mm-hmm. Right. And I just, you know, I open myself up to, to what you have for me this day. Right. And that could be revealed within that prayer. It could be revealed later in the day. Um, but I hold that quiet confidence that the Lord has given regardless of whether I, I feel it or experience it. Yeah. Um, but that he transforms me in a loving and it just, I cannot tell you the amount of moments this summer where I've just been like, I see it. Yeah. And it's like, I know, I know I have so far to go. Yeah. Like I'm just, this is just the taste of what it could be. And it has been for so many of these, not even like the saints, of course. Yes. But like there are holy men and women in my very lives that we have at school, right. Who have been doing this for years, you know, and you see them and you're like, well, how do you have this quiet peace? How do you speak with such confidence about yeah. prayer and those types of things where I've always been a little bit more hesitant? I can teach on it, but can I really bear my soul and my own experience because I've struggled? I think we're nailing up to a certain level. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not to be prideful, but it's like, it's not like we weren't putting in the effort. Right. We just like weren't, you know. Yeah, I just, and, yeah. Yeah. I, when I speak on it now, this is not, this, and, and not to demean a lot of the prayer that <clears throat> the majority of Christians are doing. Yeah. It's just like when you hear what you could do. Exactly. Why would you not want that? And it's hard. I, I, hope, I know a lot of this has probably been abstract. And it's hard for us to express the feelings mm. that we're going through, I guess. It's like when someone asks you, like, why do you love your wife? It's like, how to, I don't know how to explain that to you. Like, I can give you guys a few things, but like, they, I know so much more of why I love her. Yeah. And it's hard to put that into words. Um, do you want me to wrap this up? Sure. Okay. Because I think there's some more stuff maybe for our next episode yeah. that we can add in that, that we're really kind of, jamming with here um just kind of wrap up becoming that disciple is the willingness to abandon the old what is behind us and begin to desire to be created again by the power of god's holy spirit Uh, meditations devotions are great but wouldn't you rather have that abundant yet gentle rain to supply you with life-giving water Mm -hmm. like working towards that next step um moving past mental information moral instruction and sentimental influence to, to allow yourself to be transformed every day by God. The last thing I will say is that we got to start shutting up in prayer more. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Americacus says, the task would be to ask myself whether I can really be poor, silent, and joyous while at prayer in the presence of the beloved, or whether I come to him only to win him over to my own thousand projects and desires. Right? Are you really able to be poor and silent and joyous in the presence of God in prayer? Or do you just keep coming to him every day with your own little projects trying to win him over? cool shout outs or anything to add gosh no i'm just excited about prayer right now oh yeah (laughs) shout out to my brother again for um the month and a half ago camping trip Mm -hmm. really appreciated that shout out to ashley miller but she sent us an email she said thank you for the kind of help shout outs on the podcast gotten some random people that have given uh to me so i'm not sure if that's from you uh but it's really helpful uh, I do appreciate the gifts, although it makes me laugh. Not sure if Focus ever trained anyone on fundraising through a podcast, but hey, I'm really thankful. Nice. So I'm glad that we could help you. Our uh, podcast is sponsored, sponsored by yeah. Fellowship of Catholic University. She's our official. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I'm sure whatever word I used was great. She's the official missionary that we support. Yeah. So, um, shout out to Father Daniel Dionysotis. Nice. Um, I don't know if you're you're listening to this, but uh, you're Probably gonna get a phone call tomorrow at one thirty, and I'm gonna grill you. Nice. So Are you interviewing him? I am interviewing nice. him. So uh, look little, out for that. Little the... teaser there in the Saints. You might. Uh, or what is it? Uh, Central Catholic Magazine. Yeah. Alumni cool. Magazine. So I can't really share much more, but you might hear a little bit about it. I heard an alum that got ordained to this past. Yeah. Congratulations to Father Daniel. I think I don't think we said anything about that this, over this summer. Well, you signed the card. I did sign the card. There you go. Did I? I'm pretty sure you did. I went to his first mass at Trinity. That was cool. Oh, yes. Yeah. So congrats, Father Daniel. Um, Again, two months two Another months spoiler, later. though. I heard Kevin Cook was going to have you put one of your poems about the Atlantic Ocean in the next Central Catholic. Yeah. So, so look. I <laughs> see a full page spread on <laughs> that as well. Oh, man. Uh, shout out to our new chaplain, Father Derek. Yes. Uh, he was awesome on the... Uh, house summit retreat thing. It was, it was cool to get to see him in a different setting other than just being like led around the school. In May. Yeah. So I think I he's going to be great. We've been led by some great chaplains, um, but it was so cool to get to see Father Derek. And man, just alive and so excited to throw himself into um, things. He had never had a s'more before and uh, his life has been changed forever. Yeah. Actually, he was just very confused by what marshmallows Why are were. you burning marshmallows? <laughs> yeah. like, what is this? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, anyway, thank you for listening if you've yeah. been listening this long. But- been a joy. Thank you to the 126 Spotify followers. We appreciate you all. Let's get to 127. Yeah. I believe in you. Spread the pot. All right. For the kingdom. For the kingdom.